VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming babies. He seats with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love Never Not Funny. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from the Age of Uncertainty for another Homes Alone edition it's wednesday december 23rd 2020 and my guests today are the four gentlemen who comprise the cast is that the right word for it the cast of the never not funny podcast called never not funny oh my god my phone is ringing that's not supposed to happen hang on a second you sure nobody's like pachenka exactly Well, fortunately, it was spam risk. And whenever he calls, I just let it go to voicemail. (laughs) Wow, I just snorted at that. I heard it. (laughs) We all did. How's it going, guys? Good. Great. Hello, Doug. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Let's uh, introduce you individually, starting with uh, the host, the creator of... Never not funny, of course, is Jimmy Pardo. Hey, Jimmy. Doug, it's a pleasure to be back. The last time I was on, I forget how I did, but uh, I, I'd like to think I did okay, but I'm not anticipating that today. <laughs> well, you know, we started a game on the Never Not Funny podcast when I was on recently. Yes, sir. And we didn't get to finish it. And uh, I said, let's, you know, let's finish it over on Doug Lowe's movie. So this is, we're making this a crossover event. Yeah. I see. And so do you have you have you do you have points accumulated so far? Yes. So far each of you has a point except for Matt. Okay. Tie game right. except for one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I you know discussed with Matt like uh what what would happen next in the uh, order and we're just going to we're just going to settle the game that we started over there was the Leonard Malton game. And uh so that's what we'll do. A little later on in the show is we'll we'll pick that up and, and finish it off great yeah, if, if listeners want to go back uh they can find the beginning of this game on episode 2714 of never not funny 
Oh, so anyone can travel through time now. That's fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just jump back there and check it out and then and then come back to this show. I love I love that plan. Yeah. And if you haven't been listening to Never Not Funny, I don't know what your problem is. Um, the, it's part now of the Misfit Toys collection. Is that right, Jimmy? That's correct. The Misfit Toys collection involves uh, shows like Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, Wide World of Dougs, Mike Schmidt's 40-Year-Old Boy, Jen Kirkman's No Fun, and uh, Jonah Ray's new one. What's that one called, Matt? Uh, let me watch your movie with you. I, I never uh, get the name right. I feel bad uh, that I can't commit it to memory, but it's... Yeah, is it let me or may I? Like, where is his politeness? <laughs> in, right? Let me look it up. Uh, and then uh, lastly, the uh, the Todd Glass show. Yes. Is part of uh, Misfit Toys, the, the collection over there, the collective. The... Yeah, it's a great group of shows and Agreed. Uh, proud to be a part of it. I think I got okay. it right. Let me watch your movie with you. That's... Let me. Yeah, so he doesn't even, he's not even asking nicely. He's just no. basically demanding it. Hey, let me do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you going to let me do that? Let me ask you one favor, though. <laughs> <laughs> do they watch the whole thing, Matt, you think? They, I think they do because the, the premise is it's cool. You can sync it up to uh, the movie itself. Uh, they give you a little tone at the beginning so you can watch it and listen to them like it's an audio commentary track. I bet you also if it's like a few seconds off, it's not going to really matter because they're not. They're right. probably, they probably go off on tangents quite. It's not a bit. like they're. It's not like they're doing the lines in sync, so they, they're going to throw everything <laughs> off if it's not. Exact. That's my least favorite thing in commentary tracks when they start just talking <laughs> about stuff where it's like stuff is happening on the screen that I want to know stuff about, but they're telling a story about something. Yeah. That happened early. Like I, those kind of commentaries bug me, but I'm sure with Jonah leading the way, they really probably. Uh, you know, cover a lot of stuff. Anybody ask questions as they go. Is it commentary or is he doing like at a mystery science theater sort of thing? It's a little of both. They're, Combo. Yeah, it's they're they're sort of talking about the making because every each guest is someone who made the movie. You know, it's either writer or director or an, an actor, and um, so they're they're sort of talking about the making of the movie, but also sort of having fun at the movie's expense a little bit. I think. You know what That's... I call that, Matt? So. <laughs> Combo. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, every once in a while, a filmmaker involved with the movie would be at a Benson movie interruption. And it was a real special kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So fortunately, Jonah's watching movies that he already admires with a person who is involved in making it. So it's not a, it doesn't become a roast. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for being here, Jimmy. And I am thrilled to be here. Since we've already heard so much from him, let's say hello to co-producer of Doug Loves Movies and second chair, if that's an expression you guys even use at all over there, uh, Never Not Funny. It's Matt in search of Sasquatch Belknap. Oh, no, you're blowing up my spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, hey, friend. How's it going? That you just that's so weird that you said that because I was for some reason just this morning thinking about uh I I ran into John Hamm at the UCB one time and it was after I guess I had met him doing Never Not Funny, but uh he said, Hey Matt, I didn't realize you were in search of Sasquatch, the guy who started AST. And I was like, How the fuck does John Hamm know mm. what AST is and 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 like my screen name? It just totally uh, like threw me 
for a loop that he would be aware of that. I I, I guess uh, I didn't realize he, what a big comedy fan he was at the time. Uh, like he had been hanging out at Largo for years and all that other stuff, but I didn't know that. So uh, I just like stunned uh, t- into silence at that. Yeah, time. he just lurked around on special thing and hung out in the back at Largo and stuff. And just he basically figured out how comedy works from all of us. And then now he <laughs> seems hilarious. Right. Well, it, it worked for him. It really, did. it really did. He went to he went to comedy school oh, in Los Angeles while starring as Don Draper on Mad Men. <laughs> but, uh, by the way, I'll just jump in with this, Matt. I had the same experience backstage at the UCB when John asked to be on Never Not Funny. And I was like, you know about Never Not Funny? He goes, yeah, I listen to it every day in my trailer. Like, what? What? <laughs> And uh, and I, of course, said, no, you will never guest on my podcast. You have enough. Yeah. Um, do any of the other guests want a ham drop? Yeah, we're gonna... <laughs> Elliot, you want to talk about how good he smells? I know that's one of your favorite. Topics. Uh, so so here's the thing. I have brought it up, but I don't know if everybody understands why I know this. Um, and by the way, I'm Elliot. Hi. Um, <laughs> so I'm uh, one of the appearances on Never Not Funny, uh, the one where uh, John had gone to the local deli. And actually had, had purchased a ham sandwich yes. for both food and comedy purposes. Um, he and I were wearing the same magenta blue and white plaid. Uh, he was wearing a, a collared shirt and I was wearing a hoodie. And so I said, well, I don't normally take pictures with guests, but I have to take a picture of with John Ham with this same uh, pattern. And also he, he, you know, he, he brought his sandwich up to be in one of the pictures as well. But anyway, that is as close as I've ever stood to John Hamm. And it, it is it is an unavoidable fact when you are uh, head near head to John Hamm that he smells wonderful. <laughs> well, it, just a quick follow-up from Jimmy Pardo, host Never Not mm-hmm. Funny. Curious, who looked better in that shirt, just out of curiosity? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose it depends on your background, Jimmy, but I think most people would prefer John Hamm. I see. All right, just want to make sure. I, I just didn't want to know if I had it down wrong on my piece of paper. <laughs> It's amazing that even with even with that drugstore ham sandwich, he still smelled amazing. <laughs> like you'd think that would have overpowered all of other smells. Yeah. That was Elliot Hochberg with that <laughs> that smelly story. And <laughs> let's not forget the beast. <laughs> Garen Cockrell is here. Hey, Garen. Uh, hello. This is very exciting. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, well, I'm happy to have you here. I, you know, I had this idea to have all you guys on uh, several years ago and then didn't bother to say it out loud until just recently, but (laughs) I'm glad uh, that it has happened. And I'd like to ask you all uh, a question before we get to the game portion of the show. Mm. Um, Let's start with Jimmy can answer it first, unless he wants to pass. Uh, mm-hmm. I will answer first. I'm also very excited that I got to meet this new guy, Elliot Hochberg. I'm very excited <laughs> to meet him. Wait, what? I, I wasn't I wasn't going to cr- correct the pronunciation, Doug, because it just isn't fair. Uh, but it, it's it's Hochberg. If you wanted if you want to get the pronunciation the way my dad decided it's supposed to be. Oh, I see. That's why I, I took the hit for you, Elliot, so that you didn't have to be that jerk going, oh, actually, it's pronounced this. I took I the swear, hit for you. I swear, I was also saying it from what I thought was how I've heard it being said. So I mean, Oh, I'm sure you've heard it said that way somewhere in the world if you've, if you've been around anybody else who bothered to say my name. 
Well, you know, it's also I, a chance I've said it that way for humor in front of Doug. So. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to point the finger squarely at Jimmy for saying that jokingly because you do that all the time. Again, that may be why I took the hit on this. More than happy to do it. Uh, and not to belabor this point, but um, apparently everyone else in the Hochberg clan pronounces it Hotchberg. Nope. That's but but we, my dad, decided that that was incorrect, which he's sort of right because the oh, German he's, word is Hochberg. He's one hundred percent right. Those other people are wrong, and so therefore we are the only we are the only strain of H O C H B E R G that pronounces it that way in the United States, to the best of my knowledge. Hmm. All right. Well, I you know it's a perfect time of year to get to learn it because I, now in my head I'm just thinking of it as Ho Ho Hochberg. There you go. <laughs> Um, Aaron, Aaron, Garen, what is your, I'm going to get everybody's goddamn, uh, what's your, uh, like, what's your official title on the show? If you could say it in front of, in front of, uh, I think it's squatter, isn't it? By now, yeah. Yeah. Legally they can't get rid of me. I've, I've taken over. So, um, you know, there's a whole musical about it. I refuse to pay rent on this podcast. Uh, I, I say intern slash cast member. Okay. I didn't want to say intern because when someone's not an intern anymore, that's insulting, right? I'm forever an intern. Okay. All right. I'll I'll tell you this, Doug. We haven't hired a new intern. (laughs) (laughs) Is hire the right word for intern? I think, don't you hire an intern or do do, what do you do? Do do you appoint them? Select. Take on. (laughs) Take on. Take on an intern. Oh, you guys, I'm so busy. I'm taking on so many interns. (laughs) It's like it's well, especially with Garen. It's like when a boat is sinking, you're taking on interns. <laughs> we can't get that water out fast enough. Garen, Garen, for people not familiar with Never Not Funny, will you please explain to the uh, to Doug's uh, listeners how long you've been our intern? Uh, eight years. Uh huh. <laughs> so long that I thought it was nine. Yeah, so, uh, I, I believe most internships are six months. Yeah, they're usually a summer. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, just making sure. Yeah, how many credits have you gotten for this internship? <laughs> oh, I've got a master's degree, Doug, so let that fill you in. <laughs> and uh, would you consider changing the pronunciation to Coke Roll just to fit in? Yes, I would. Okay. All right, Jimmy. Yes. The question is, and I don't, you know, I don't want to be whiny about this, but people tend to answer with like the same five or six movies. So I'm looking for sort of an out of the box favorite Christmas movie of yours. That's not one of the obvious ones. You know what? My son just asked me this very question. He, uh, he, he was like, they were talking about it on some show and he said, dad, you have a, a favorite Christmas movie. And I don't know if I do necessarily. Um, I think I like or dislike them all evenly. <laughs> um, we are going to go see Elf tonight in the drive-in. I do like that movie. And I know that's one of the five that you hear. Uh, we we <laughs> yeah, just watched there. White Christmas the other night, and that is average at best. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have a, if I have a favorite Christmas movie. I, I think I just, uh, again, like them or don't like them uh, evenly. Yeah, it's a tough genre, I feel, because like there's nothing else except for, you know, scary movies and, and Halloween where it's, you know, maybe rom-coms around Valentine's Day, but where, where it's just a whole thing is just, you know, jammed down your throat for an entire month. Mm-hmm. Like it's just everybody feels the need to watch Christmas movies. And that's why I w- want to try to find ones that are, yeah uh, you know, good 
just a good movie that you can you could satisfy the urge of people around you to have to watch Christmas things. But uh, but with something good, I, I've been enjoying uh, pretty much yearly viewings of a movie called Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, and which is a, a musical and a zombie movie and a Christmas movie. So it's really <laughs> checks a lot of boxes if you're, uh, you know, having uh, to watch I, a movie with uh, other people. There's a, there's something for anybody. Uh, by the way, I do like Christmas Vacation. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I do like it. Okay. Um yeah, I apologize. I don't have a definitive answer for you. No, I, uh, you know, that's why I said that before asking the question is it is it is a tough one. And I appreciate you you going first. Uh, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Pat Belknap. Yes. Now you better not fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I. I was, I, you know, I, I think my first answer is the least original answer, which would probably be Elf. But, um, but I liked Scrooge a lot as a kid because mm-hmm. it came out right at the age where I was like super into Bill Murray, and um, it's probably not great, and and maybe doesn't hold up, but uh, but I liked it a lot uh, when I saw it, and um, so that's a good one. I have a new least favorite Christmas movie, which I saw for the first time the other night, which is uh, the Santa Claus which I had never seen, and that is awful. It's just really bad. Uh, I don't know if any of you have seen that. I remember liking it, but it does not hold up. Oh I didn't. I liked it too at the time, but also have not ever felt an urge to go back to it. Right, me too. Yeah, d- probably better not to um, because, yeah, it's rough. Uh, isn't uh, David Crumholtz as the as the elf? Isn't he good? He is. He is in it. Yeah, he is. That's right. He is like one of the elves. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's fine. He's, he, he eats a, uh, a pita sandwich with sprouts in it that judge Reinhold was trying to enjoy at one point. Uh, so that's cool. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a mess and, and like weird. It's just a more of a bummer actually, because it's like about a divorced dad and, and like he takes his kid to Denny's for on Christmas Eve because he doesn't know how to cook. And then, uh, and then he beca- I didn't understand the premise going in. I thought the premise was like something fun, like, hey, Santa's out of commission, so you have to do it tonight. But actually, the premise is, no, he's now Santa. And that like that kind of made me sad. It's like, oh, so his whole life is over. He has to be Santa Claus now. Although I guess he gets to go back to his life. It, it, it's, it's very unclear, the rules, honestly. But uh, I, I didn't like the implication that the solution to hey you're a shitty parent so now you're just going to be santa claus and not in your son's life at all anymore but uh, maybe i misunderstood it maybe i don't know i just i just remember that people just went wild over like him just you know looking in the mirror and getting fatter and it was right at the you know, all beginning that stuff. of yeah remember uh when the michael jackson video black and white came out and it was like morphing was like the hot thing mm-hmm. and it was it was right around then i think cuz it was like very much like check out these effects which now look like something that your 12 year old daughter would do on her cell phone and you'd be like yeah that's cute um but it's it looks real crummy by modern standards but but i could see people getting super excited at the time cuz it was like new and and fresh well, let me save you some trouble and just say you can avoid Santa Claus two and three because they're not as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although they might they might contain some of the answers that I've been looking for about how this all works and what's what's going to become of this man's life. 
Uh, you're really looking for answers. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, here's another maybe one that people don't mention as much, <laughs> okay. though. Uh, bad Santa's fun. That Bad Santa's really fun. I don't know. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty entertaining. It's it's a little lopsided. Like it, not all of it works, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And there's some kind of inconsistencies. And in, uh, I guess if he's a drunk, so that would explain it. But <laughs> Billy Bob's uh, attitude kind of shifts strangely from time to time. Uh huh. The sequel that to that is just a night is just nightmarish because <laughs> that little kid they found an actor who looks like the, that kid just all grown up. Or actually, it's the same kid. It is the kid. Is that how they but found him? But he's got one of those baby faces where it looks like an effect, but it really is an adult man that uh. just looks like he did when he was a kid in the first movie. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a, a real bummer. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, Elliot, what do you think? So uh, the first thing I thought of, and I had to double check to make sure that my memory was right, and it is a Christmas movie. I think it is is 29th Street. 29th Street is the story of a fellow who uh, wins the lottery and is mad about it. <laughs> what? I've never heard of that. It's a great movie. It's uh, Anthony LaPaglia, Danny Aiello, uh, Lanny Kazan. It's it's great. Huh. I remember it being great. Oh, okay. I do. I kind of vaguely remember that now. It's a, it's a nice story. It's got a, some little twisties to it. And uh, I think it's well done. You gotta have the twisties on there to keep it fresh. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I, I'm excited about that suggestion. Do you happen to know where it's? Uh, is it streaming anywhere? That is a great question. It says it's available on Amazon. I had to look it up because I always get the number of the street wrong when I try to reference it. <laughs> it's confusing because of Miracle on 34th Street. Exactly. Do they? Yeah. Uh, There's some other shit going on over on 29th. Yeah. Time to deal with all of this. <laughs> Do you think First they were neighborhood. at the same time? <laughs> it's confusing. It says would, DVD. I don't. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's streamable. All right. Know. Well, if Amazon's got it, you know, you, you might have to pay a few bucks for it. But uh, that's how they. That's how they play that game over on Amazon. Is you like get excited that a movie's there and click on it, and then it costs money. Right. How how dare they? Yeah. Hey, I don't know how loose the definition uh, you're using is, but uh, Trading Places is one of my favorite movies. Your turn is over. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I can't stop giving suggestions. Please answer me. Is Trading Places a Christmas movie? It's not. I really. think it is because I think anytime one of the main characters has a Santa suit on and it's, sure. you know, that time of year as opposed to right. someone wearing one like because they're mentally ill. It's, it's the mo- maybe the most disturbing Santa suit moment in film history is when Dan Aykroyd steals uh, some salmon from a from a fancy Christmas party and then is eating it through the fake beard of his costume and it's so gross it's just insanely gross yeah it's it's nasty and then of course a man gets raped by a gorilla later in that classy <laughs> film <laughs> it's not exactly it's maybe a little problematic by modern standards like there's some stuff in there that there's the, there's the F-bomb shows up a few times I think uh, uh, but those two old guys, uh, I had forgotten this. I saw uh, Coming to America again, and the two old guys from Trading yeah. Places show up as their characters. Not great. Oh, in that Coming was, to America, Isn't the that Trading crazy? Places universe. That, yeah. that blew my yeah. mind at the time because yeah, because John Landis directed both, and that was like one of those moments as a kid where I was like, "What? You can do that? Oh, this is so brilliant! I love it!" And now it's like, yeah, he just did a winking joke. No big deal. 
Yeah, well, that's what people are saying now about this uh, Never Not Funny Douglas Movies crossover. <laughs> wow, you can do that? The Misfit Toys universe. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if you still care, but I think you Karen. can watch it on YouTube, 29th Street. Oh, okay. Uh, Garen, as, as, a, as a paid thing. Let Garen answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I will co-sign what everybody has said so far, with the exception of 29th Street. But I will... Uh, <laughs> I will say mine is a recent uh, film I saw a couple years ago that I now adore. It's called Deadly Games. Dial code Santa Claus. <laughs> Wait, that's the full title? Yeah, that's one of the titles. It's got to be a good movie if it's got a long subtitle. Dial it's, code Santa Claus. Yeah, it's essentially Home Alone with a psycho Santa Claus. <laughs> wow. It's, There's no Santa Claus in Home Alone. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's like a little kid and the Santa's trying to get in. Yeah. The Santa's coming for this kid. He's, he's, he's Kevin McAllister. He's got all sorts of gadgets and stuff that he's using. It's, it's bizarre and it's great. And I, I think it's Swedish or French or something, but. I remember you it's bringing good. this it's, up it's on fun. Never Not Funny. Yeah. I think you brought it up last year, maybe around Christmas. Uh, how, how many times would the wet bandits have died if those things happened to, were happening in real life that happened in Home Alone? All of them? Three. I mean, the, the paint can to the head and then flying back off of the staircase, that, that, that it, you can't survive that. Every, every, <laughs> yeah. every staircase slip is basically a death sentence, I think, because they, they crack their heads on the ice. It's crazy. Mm. It was cold too. Elliot. You're right. <laughs> uh, okay, so that I I declare Deadly Games the one I'm most excited about from that batch of movies. But it's on Shutter. There's a lot of terrific stuff there. And Elf, you just can't go wrong with Elf. I watched Elf again a few nights ago and was just kind of marvelled at how. It doesn't even have like downtime in it. It's always somebody engaging or interesting is on screen and something funny is happening and, and it's an amazing yep. cast. And uh, I, I just love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I think I could ever find fault with is. Oh, we ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously want to know if, if any of you guys agree with this at all, because it's a, it's like a perfect movie, but James Kahn in certain scenes, I feel like he's in a different movie with his energy. Like he's so low energy sometimes. Like he's barely saying his lines and I'm just like, what is your deal? But then he, when he explodes at the end, it's like, oh, maybe it was all on purpose. He was like building up to that great moment where he just yells at, uh, <laughs> well, I was watching it the other night with the fresh perspective of his uh, treatment in that elf, that mini documentary that's on Netflix right now, the movie, the Christmas movies that made us uh -huh. uh, in that they said that now none of you, none of you guys have seen that. I, I actually just watched it last night. Oh, you did. Yeah. So what does James Caan, what does he announce to everybody on the set? I, he's at the his first day on the set. He stands up and says, "Hello, everybody. I'm James Khan. I want you to refer to me as James the Dream." <laughs> that was the full statement. Wow. Yeah, James the Dream. So I watched this movie with that perspective of knowing that, like you know, he's tricky to work with and yeah. and was probably not very comfortable because they also said in that doc what I believe to be true of like Will Ferrell really being extra annoying in his scenes with James <laughs> Conn just to annoy James Conn, the actor, as much as the yes. character he was playing. 
it worked brilliantly on that level. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was watching it for that. And I, I got to say the thing I was most surprised about with James Khan was that when he does turn at the end and become like believe and become nice, that first of all, he does it when his son just wants him. He doesn't do it because he sees the reindeer flying. Yeah. You know what I mean? His, his belief comes quicker than that. It comes when the son needs him, which I think is very sweet and less cynical. And then, but then when he does go full blown, he's into it. Uh, I think he does a really good job, which I think is kind of out of James Conn's comfort zone because he's always playing a guy who's unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Here's yeah, a fun think- uh, James Conn story for you, if I can jump in here very oh, quickly. Oh, please. Um, I, uh, when I lived in uh, Pasadena, California back in 1986 or 87, uh, my roommate, we had, I had three roommates, and one of them went down to the pool. And he's at the pool. And this is just an apartment complex in Pasadena where, you know, four of us split a $700 rent. So it was not a very fancy apartment complex. So my roommate goes down to the pool and he comes back up and he goes, hey, you got to come down to the pool. I go, I'm not going to the pool. He goes, you got to come down here. You got to confirm who I think this person is. I'm like, all right. So I went down there and I go down there and I look and I go, do you think that's James Kahn? He goes, I thought it was James Kahn. I said, all right, let's go get another. So one by one, we kept getting our roommates until we confirmed <laughs> that it was James Kahn. Um, <laughs> James Conn was sitting at this just decent apartment complex in a Speedo out by our pool. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know why, like, why, why there? Why wasn't, whoever his friend was, why weren't they at James Conn's house? Why are they at this, just this pool by this, in this apartment? It was very strange. Anyway, James Conn went to swim in the same pool as me. I wonder if he had a, a friend he was visiting. Yeah. A lady friend. Oh, that's interesting. Secret yeah. rendezvous. Well, I did. I did hear from another room, James. You are a dream. So that may mean something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to play the rest of the game we started on Never Not Funny. We'll be right back. No flipping. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We're back and continue where we left off. We are going to play to two points. Jimmy has one. Elliot has one. Garen has one. And Matt, thanks for coming out. <laughs> you got to catch up, Matt. I know. Uh, Cause like I said, we're only playing to two points. So this could, uh, this could end up going very quick. Uh, I should have been more prepared on my end. 
But if it goes but quick, then we can play. Everybody has a James Conn story they can <laughs> yes. fill with. Uh, I, I already told my one. Yeah. That was a great one. It reminded me of one time at an apartment building I lived at in Hollywood. Uh, Ron Polillo was at the pool. Oh, TV's <laughs> Horshack. Yeah, but it turned out he did, in fact, live in the same building. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe he was just over a lot. I forget which one. You know, here's a, you know what, since uh, you, you want somebody to fill, uh, when I lived in an apartment complex in North Hollywood, California, I, uh, I looked out the window one day and there was a new guy who had a very fancy um, Bentley. And th- I lived in an apartment complex that a Bentley would be nowhere near. Uh, that, Bentley's a fancy car, right? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so there was a fancy kind of a powder blue Bentley. And uh, I was like, well, who the hell would, would, who would live here if they could afford a Bentley? This seems insane. And, and he would also have a, he, he would walk from his apartment to the car uh, smoking a pipe. And I was like, this, this guy, boy, what an interesting character this guy is. And I got a closer look and I went, Jesus Christ, that's MC Hammer. <laughs> and I was like, I said to the landlord, I go, does MC Hammer, did he move into there? They said, no, that, that, that guy's name is uh, Stanley Burrell. And I was like, that's MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so MC Hammer apparently moved into this apartment complex. I, I'm guessing it was because he was going through the, um, uh, all that tax stuff. And so maybe he had this as a uh, cover or something, huh. but it was, it was crazy. Like, it, like, why is there a Bentley here? And why, why it was uh, anyway, uh, that's that story. I thought you were going to say he was just like renovating his mansion. And so he needed a place to stay for a few months. I, Matt, that could very well. Again, I was just, con- uh, it was conjecture about the taxes. I have no idea. Huh? Why Mr. Burrell was uh, living at the, uh, the Weddington Gardens or whatever they were called. <laughs> yeah. North Hollywood seems like even if you get, you have to be right. Cause even if he was just, you know, doing well and had, you know, renovating a house, he would find a place in Westwood, right? Or somewhere nice. Of course you would. Why are you coming to North Hollywood? Why are you, you're sharing a washing machine with me? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it, like like going back to the uh, James Conn theory, maybe he just had a lady friend there. Oh, oh. don't touch this. <laughs> That's how the song goes. Don't touch this. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. The actual words are can't touch this, but I got them wrong. I get the point. <laughs> All right, so Matt gets to pick the first category in the Leonard Malton game, and mm-hmm. then uh, he makes the first bid. Then we'll go to Elliot, then Garen, and then Jimmy. And you get to pick between three categories. Matt, would you like Christmases on the Cape? I guess it could just be one Christmas. Christmas on the Cape. Or Feliz Navidad, mm-hmm. or uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. <laughs> that's that's my my wife's favorite, uh, the Emmett Otter. I didn't have that channel when I was a kid, so I never saw it. Uh, I'm gonna go in honor of her. I will go Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, Leonard Maltin gave this movie from 1978 two stars. Oh, I should tell you what the category is. (laughs) It's it's movies that have an otter in them. (laughs) That's my favorite animal, so I'm I'm, I'm feeling good about this. Okay, 1978, uh, two stars from Leonard. Um, He says this movie... uh, 
spawned imitations. And he also says that uh, it became a uh, TV series. Oh, but he only gave and it two stars. Two stars. And he lists 18 names. Ooh, that's a lot. And the category is movies that have an otter in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, listen, Doug, I just want to be clear. Usually we do this in a live theater or something. I am allowed to Google this, correct? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, boy, that's a lot. That's a lot of names, um, and I don't have an inkling at the moment. So I'm going to say I'll, I'll just say uh, eleven names. Okay, that's a solid number of names. Perfectly good bid. But uh, then we go to Elliot. Do you want to challenge Matt to name it? And if he fails, you win the game. Ooh. Or you want <laughs> to bid that was lower? One of the Actually, I think because eleven is a lot of names. Eleven is a lot of names. I uh, here's my logic, and maybe I'm giving something away here, but I think I could have all eighteen names, and I wouldn't know what film this was. You, you and me both. Yeah. So, so given that, and I can't even, by the way, think of one film with an otter in it, because <laughs> um, because it's a gopher in Caddyshack, so that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Um, and that's the only closest I can get. So I I think. I think strategically the the right call is I challenge Matt to name that film. Okay. This will be interesting. Okay. I I don't now that I now that we're here, now that we've reached this moment, I don't think these 11 names are going to help me whatsoever. And just, just so I, I I remember, these are the 11 starting at the bottom, correct? The bottom. Mm -hmm. So you won't get to the top 7 stars. Exactly. Nope. Okay. But also when when Leonard lists 18 names, he does feel like their names worth mentioning. Gotcha. Sure. Yeah, it's not like uh, every single person. So my money's on Matt, but we'll see how it goes. Oh, boy. I mean, the worst case scenario, then we're all tied. That's right. That's a, bet. That, that's a great case. I, I love that. <laughs> um, here's your 11 names. Stop me when you know it. Oh, you think it's going to be that easy? You're really putting I hope first. it is. Oh, we'll my God. see. Okay. James Widows, Mark Metcalf, Kevin Bacon, James Doughton, Mary Louise Weller, Martha Smith, Bruce McGill, Sarah Holcomb, Karen Allen, Donald Sutherland, and Stephen First. Animal House. <laughs> yeah. So oh. Yeah, and so Thomas Hulse plays Otter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm in it, baby. I'm back in it. Matt is back in it. This next Sorry, round is going to hey, determine Doug, the winner. Doug, out of curiosity, if, I, if, I, if it would have went down to, if I said one, who, what's the first name? Uh, that would have been uh, James Widows. Oh, wow. Uh, the gentleman, the tall guy that plays Hoover. Wow. That would not have helped me. Went but, on uh, to be a, a director himself. Yeah. I just, I randomly just happened to watch uh, my family and I watch uh, the Goldbergs every night, the, uh, the great TV show. And they just did, a, the one I just watched was their Animal House tribute episode. So nice. uh, it's fresh in my mind. And uh, two of those guys, although I can't remember who, which two, two of the, the cast members from the movie uh, had cameos in it. I can't remember which two either. Yeah, I'm blanking. If read that list again, Doug. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Matheson? Um, Tim Matheson was one of them. Uh, the other guy I didn't even recognize, so I don't know. Is um, it James Meadows? <laughs> <laughs> 
Peter Rieger. I don't know. Peter Rieger and Tim Matson are like the buddies that are always together. Oh, that that's very possible around. then. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, John Belushi got, got top billing cause he was quite popular at the time. Yeah. And there was a you know, perfect amount of John Belushi in that movie. Like there's lots of scenes without him and it's, it's a nice, nice mix. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that means that let's go to uh, Garen and then to Jimmy. Okay. Uh, Garen starts us off by picking a category, the aforementioned Christmas on the Cape or Last Christmas or the other, what was the other one I said? Oh, uh, Felice Navi Dad. I, I'm going to go Christmas on the Cape. Okay. Christmas on the Cape is superhero movies. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Uh, 2013 is the year one and a half stars from Leonard. He calls this movie vulgar. And he also says that it's comic comic book movie making at its worst. Oh, yeah. Um, And then he lists nine names. 13. And he calls it Coferall. How many names? Um, I'm going to say five names all right i'm next doug no it's it goes to elliot now it goes to me no no elliot just uh i just did it goes to jimmy yeah it goes to the the person who chat the per- when there's three players that's where it gets really screwed up when there's four when there's three players uh the order reverses and it starts with the person who didn't i see my apologies no it's okay it's so confusing but it starts with the. I, I've totally screwed this up because I think I did the order wrong at one point during the first oh. part of the game. On I was, you know, how excited you get to be uh, when you get to be on Never Not Funny. Oh, you get sure. so excited. <laughs> I get excited to, three uh, times a week, Doug. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so, um, so Doug, just so I'm clear, there's a chance I don't play this game at all if somebody wins this. <laughs> it's a dream come true for you, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? I like to win in or lose. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's still fun either way. I like to tell everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there is. Jimmy, a how do you think I see. felt last time? I basically got to pick a category and then I my, my, got my ass kicked. That's what <laughs> happened on the last time we played this. Uh, it's just full of unfairness. Well, at least yep. you got to do that. Yeah. I'm literally just listening to you guys play. <laughs> Which I guess is the premise of the show. So I'm enjoying. Yeah. It. yeah. But it could get to you. It could get to you. So, uh, Karen, what do you think? So Garen said five, right? I said five. I said five. Yeah. Okay, five names, and then Elliot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say four. I think I know what this is. So it's getting closer to Jimmy now. It's not quite at Jimmy yet because we got Matt in the way. Uh, Elliot, name that movie. Oh no, Matt's coming in to try to get the win. Sure. Well, Jimmy watches. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say Jimmy, two Jimmy next time you know because of COVID and everything you can just send a photograph of yourself perfect I, I will do just that a you know what, you know what, just, just download can, one off the internet Doug that'll save me the time we'll just do a standee and, and we'll put it in the corner that's <laughs> uh, Garen's job alright so five names is the uh, four names thank you Garen four, four names, names yep. Elliot yep your four names are Lindsay Fonseca 
John Leg- Leguizamo, Johnny Legs, <laughs> Donald Faison, and Morris Chestnut. I, I think I'm still right. I might be wrong. Uh, and I hope that, here's the only problem. I think I know what movie it is. I may get the name wrong, but let's hope I got it right. Okay. H- Hitchcock? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? How is Hitchcock a super? Oh, you're thinking of. He's thinking of that. that the, Will the Will Smith movie. one. Yeah, that's not. Now that you said Hitchcock, I can't think of the, what the proper name. But it's it close Hancock. to that, though. Hancock. 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 All right. So it's either uh, that or it's not. I said Hitchcock, but there we go. It's not Hancock, unfortunately. All right. Is it Hitchcock? I unfortunately, I mean, also because that means Matt. So Matt Belknap wins? <laughs> <laughs> and it's all my fault. Jesus Let's point Christ that out. Elliot? <laughs> no, here's, here's the thing. A, we shouldn't play it with four people, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the movie. Wait, 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 Doug, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. If, if, I, if I could be part of this in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> So let's say Elliot said uh, four, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, wait, what, what, how did it go? I would have had to say three, and then you yeah. would have gotten a chance to say name it, and then I would have lost. Okay, so I would have said name it at three, uh, and you would have lost? Yeah, I would not. I, I still don't know what it is. And it, they, I, they, he just named a bunch of actors I know, and I still don't know it. Yeah, okay. Nice yeah. going, Elliot. <laughs> 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 Give us some more names, though. Maybe we let's see. If, well, Jimmy, Alex, here's the here's the thing. Actually, Jimmy, I didn't have a choice. I either challenge Garen. I guess if I challenge Garen, I win, or I have to I have to do a thing. I can, there's no other options, right? Matt Matt would have gone to three. No, he challenged let me, see, me. let me see what the fifth name would have done oh, for Garen. It would yeah, you yeah. have gotten it if you known the fifth name was Clark Duke. Oh 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 shit. Not time machine. That's not a superhero movie. I think now I might know it. It's not super, is it? No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but vulgar. That's the thing, because the other things I'm thinking about, vulgar wouldn't fit. Oh hell! <laughs> ah, I know what it is. Yes, what grandmother? Is it? What is it? It's uh oh, it's not uh uh <laughs> uh, uh not Hit Girl, but uh Kick Ass, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the tricky part is, is this is this is kick ass too. too. Oh, <laughs> and you and you wouldn't give given it to somebody if they said kick ass. No, 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 no way. way. Leonard, because the years would be wrong. Sure. But yeah. also Leonard really Leonard liked kick ass, and that's part of the negativity of this uh, kick ass uh, two review is that he you know he he thought it went too you know went too much further than the first movie did. Yeah. I mean, even Jim Carrey denounced the violence in the movie, like the weekend it opened, which you know, right? There, a, there was a shooting, I think. Something right? happened. Yeah, there was. Something yeah, there. yeah. So he was just like, it came out and said that he thought it was too violent. I was like, well, but you're in it, and you you didn't have that problem while you were making it. <laughs> yeah, um, you didn't know they were they were actually rolling film when they had all those violence scenes. Yeah, <laughs> you thought that was just for fun. Well, thanks, guys, for coming in here and settling this matter and uh, uh, safely from home. I'm going to say two names. <laughs> <laughs> Kick-ass two. Always be bidding. Um, Jimmy, anything else to plug besides or anything specific you want to say about Never Not Funny? You know what? I have uh, the, the, uh, my web series season oh. two has started of Jimmy's Records and Tapes where I talk about my five favorite uh uh, for example, this week is five favorite Christmas songs. 
Um, and then last week we did five favorite story songs. So uh, that is my web series, Jimmy's Records and Tapes, which you can find at youtube.com slash never not funny. Thank you for being here. Matt, Bell, Matt what do you got to, uh, to promote? <laughs> um, well, I, I don't have anything to promote other than Never Not Funny. So I'll just mention, uh, speaking of story songs, that uh, No Body, No Crime by Taylor Swift is a banger. And everyone should uh, go check that out. <laughs> really Does good. it slap, Matt? Does it slap? It, it slaps hard. It's a classic uh, cheating, murdering, crazy country song in the middle of a folk album, basically. So I'm, I'm loving it. Is that the one she wrote with Haim? Yeah, yeah, Haim's on it, and it's uh, and Haim's one of the characters. The Esty, one of the one of the Hames is in it as a character. It's crazy. And we're sure it's not Haim. <laughs> I will never know. I will never know. I, I always feel weird saying it either way makes me uncomfortable. I feel like I'm being anti-Semitic. With me and my track record has not been good. Yeah, that's true. Especially with the the Jewish uh, yeah. uh, the Jewish type names, you're having it, trouble. It could be Haim for all you know. I know. Lahayim to that it's band. <laughs> um, Elliot Hochberg. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to say it with disgust every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's heard that. Listen, listen, Hochberg. Yeah. Um, what? Anything you'd like to promote? Sure. I got a couple things I could throw out there. Um, if uh, if you want to do some silly, pointless um, uh, trivia game, I have three word trivia. That's three the number three word trivia on Twitter, I put out three words and you have to guess what I'm, what I'm thinking of uh, just by triangulating from those three words. And I will, I will respond personally with correct or incorrect to you. Um, you can also go on Twitch. I am twitch.tv slash simple night one. And a couple times a week I stream games and, uh, and just I'm silly. <laughs> I love it. I love, I, I want to try this three words game. I think uh, oh, it's fun. I, I think I like it. Yeah. Um, and Garen Cockrell. Uh, <laughs> Garen you Cochrell. can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch at, uh, my new screen name is at James, the dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's at, my name is Garen. And then I've got a couple books on Amazon. Go ahead and buy those. If you like scary stories. Well, thank you to all the fellas from Never Not Funny for being here. Thank you, Doug. And have a great rest of your uh, holiday season. And let's go 2021. (laughs) Let's do it. Viva. And Matt's pulling double duty here. So get ready with the theme song, Matt. Yep. As always. Oh, I should do my plug. Rushticks.com this Saturday. I'm doing a show at 420 Pacific time. Rushticks.com. Yeah, caca. As always, God bless us, everyone. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves movies.